Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. Our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. And you can visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff including a link to the FTA that we have Shoshana Liebner on in a little bit here representing the FTA, and we'll get to learn a lot about them and what they have been up to. Uh, I'm your host, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, and I'm I'm your only host tonight. Everybody else is away. Brian, Amy, they've all got more important things to do. Actually, Brian is behind the scenes, but he won't be on the mic tonight. And uh, I hope... I'm sure Amy will fill us in next week, but apparently, Mark, if, if you learned about the levitating float tanks last week, uh, bringing those levitating float, float tanks back down to the ground, uh, Mark injured himself and I think hurt his rib, something like that, and so he's down for the count. Amy is in uh, support mode and actually doing, um, I think she's delivering kombucha, which was what Mark was going to be doing. So uh, best wishes to Mark and his wellness and, of course, Float Alchemy. Week after week, we we're supporting Float Alchemy coming to fruition and, and getting those float tanks live. I suppose those float tanks coming back down means the floors were installed. So here's just a quiet uh, congratulations to Amy. <laughs> I'm decipher some news from that. Uh, let's see here. Before we uh, get too far in the weeds here, I do want to thank Shannon Fuller for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much for signing up. And uh, you'll be getting a set of photos from us like you do every at the beginning of every month. And uh, we're also going to start doing bonus sets as well. So if you're interested in purchasing another uh, set uh, midway through the month, we're going to start launching those as well. And of course, those are for a super discounted price for our Patreon supporters. And we also want to thank Float Helm. Float Helm is the software designed specifically for, for float centers, uh, but it's not just for float tanks anymore. It's also great for acupuncture, massage, whatever additional modalities you're doing at your float center. Float Helm can now can now schedule for those uh, modalities as well, which is pretty rocking. Uh, and uh, let's hear beyond that. Um, Gosh, I go into it. There, there's so many things that Float Helm does at this point. Uh, my favorite is simply Logbook. It's just the 24-7 rolling communication that goes on. Great place to give turnover uh, when shifts are switching. Um, or even if it's been a day or two, somebody can go back, uh, go into their shift and find out what's been happening for the past few days. And at the float shop, we also uh, re- we, we actually require people to write in it when they're logging out at their shift. And what ends up happening is not just information about, um, you know, this tank needs water or salt, uh, but also like this was a really special moment that happened. And so it actually really helps with camaraderie as well. And uh, so that's just one more cool feature of Flowhelm in addition to many other features that it has. But flowhelm.com is where you want to go to schedule your free tour. And they'll actually get you on Skype, walk you through Flowhelm and make sure that it will meet all the needs uh, for you, for your float center when you're about to launch or switch over to it. So again, flowhelm.com is where you want to go. Let's see here. Oh, I don't have Amy to prompt me about my week. Uh, how does one start a conversation with themselves? Well, let me how tell you. How was your the... week, Dylan? <laughs> Thank you, Shoshana. Shoshana Liebner, everybody. Shoshana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell uh, us about your great... week. I had a... <laughs> I had a great week. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, something interesting is, is happening, and I can only say so much, but because we we really do like to share everything that's going on with our float centers, I'll, I'll try to share as much as I can, which is um, that there's another float center in Oregon that needs some assistance. 
And um, I think that's all I'll say about that. I think there's some some very good, legitimate reasons why they need assistance. Uh, the Float Center is doing just fine, um, but uh, but they need some help. And I, uh, they reached out to uh, the float shop, and we're going to see about how we can. Oh, well. uh, yeah, <laughs> Shoshana's volunteering can can help out, and and I it doesn't necessarily mean working in house as much, although it might it might mean uh, employment there, um, but it also means you know just help with media, help with marketing, help with managing, help with behind the scenes stuff, uh, and so. This is kind of our first foray outside of, I say we, my, my first foray outside of consulting and into like actually like truly getting my hands into somebody else's business and seeing what I can do. And, and uh, I think a lot of questions are brought up right, right away. Like, is this another float shop? Is it, is it going to be a float shop or is this, um, does that mean this is a franchise or are, are you just doing the marketing? Um, I have no idea. I have no idea what this means. Um, and uh, all it is is an idea at this moment of can we help this business? Honestly, can we help this person out with their business? Um, it's somebody that we, we like quite a bit. And so <laughs> I know I'm just keeping this all super vague. And when I get permission, I'll, I'll fill everybody in on what's going on. But it is really funny. Um, just a few episodes ago, Brian and I were on just kind of chatting about how fun would it be to just open a float center and just be able to do what we wanted, play with pricing, numbers, marketing styles, and stuff like that. And and while Brian and I probably won't be going into business together <laughs> with this float center, um, although, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this is a real opportunity to, to kind of uh, do a few things. One is get creative and just try things out. And the other is kind of test our metal as the float shop is like, you know, we, we, we preach certain things, consulting, I recommend certain things. And if I really, um, you know, with, with full or, or more investment in a business, what does that mean, um, with our expertise? What does that mean for the business? Will it stay where it is? Will it grow? Will it stagnate? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things on the line. Um, in, including the bottom line. And so I'm really excited to find out more about this. Um, hopefully I'll be finding out more later this week. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be a, a lot of fun. And that's pretty much where I'm at in life is like any any business should be fun. Things should be exciting. And uh, this sounds like one of those. I'm not saying every minute day to day needs to be a blast. By all means, I do plenty of tedious things that I'd, I'd rather be outside or rock climbing. But uh Overall, the fulfillment, um, this definitely is, is one of those things that's going to be up there. So I'm excited to fill people in on that when I, when I have more information. And uh, really, I, I really will share that with everybody. Sorry for being so you'll vague be, here. You'll be really good at that, Dylan, at oh, helping thanks. them. I, I, I really enjoy working with people. That's, that's one thing. You know, I kind of got burnt out. On, I don't know if burned out. Yeah, I'd say I got burnt out on giving intros over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've given more intros than me, but at, at a certain point, I just found while I could get in and involved with the people, it's my fulfillment really nice. level just yeah. wasn't there anymore. Um, and so it's been nice to pass that torch on to people who are still feel that fire. It's um, nice being in another space too, not only your own. Right. Well, yeah. And, and with consulting, it's been fun working mm-hmm. with people. And um, yeah, you like 
there's just so many different square footage and different, you know, cement floors, wood floors, different brand identities, different modalities within the center, just so many fun things and personalities. Everybody's Mm -hmm. different that I work with. And so that's been really fun. And instead of just an intro and seeing them as they, as they leave the float, it's like, really, you get to know somebody and there's real brass tacks involved and it gets kind of meaty. It's, I really like that. Also, you get to know yourself. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, that's interesting. Yeah. I, um, you do get to know yourself. How do I put this? I sometimes, when I do an initial consult, I'm not just selling myself to somebody. I'm making sure that I want to work with that person too. And so you mm-hmm. really get to know yourself of like, what do I want? What do I want? Who, who do I want to spend time with too? And what does mm-hmm. that say about me? Yeah. Um, and is this worth my time? Like if, if this is a little bit of a push, is it still worth my time to see if there's value in this relationship here? And, and what I've found is that there is when I have gone forward with it, even if, if I wasn't fully sure of it, I've found that there is still a lot of meat to be had and a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment out of the experience too. So but what I keep coming back to is that it, it's all about floating and if mm-hmm. it's like having people float. And so mm-hmm what I want, what the other person needs. It's like in the end, how are we going to make people, more people float? Yeah. And it, you know, so it, it evens out those rough edges when you well, can you, just get into that consulting. space. Mm-hmm. You help people open float centers. Do you, so, um, I want even almost more so than the business to do well. I want the float to be delivered properly. Like Absolutely. they could rake in cash, but if they're giving a shitty float, it that's if, if it, it that's my me. mark, right? Yeah. Totally. Yes. Do Do you ever have um, a battle, uh, yes. either between the people or just internally about that? Yeah, I I I question the the method that I am communicating, mm-hmm. and and I I use the the feedback that I get from the customer mm-hmm. from the situation or the job to give me input on what I need to change to make it better. In, in the, the realm of like delivering the perfect float or the, an ideal float? Um, in terms of interacting with that person so there mm-hmm. can be the beginning of a relationship yeah. so that they can end up being able to absorb what I'm trying to communicate <laughs> right, instead of just like, okay, uh, now you turn on the pump, now you do this, now you totally. do that. It's not. It's, it's the whole thing. Nice. You know? Well, we should talk after the show because I think I could take some notes on that. That's good stuff. I like that. I think it's just always, I think anybody can communicate with any other person, but I think it takes a skill set to be able to talk to this person and have them open up and be able to have a strong back and forth relationship and to be able to do with, do that with person X, you know, it it is a real challenge in different over the, over the phone, even (laughs) without video, like audio in different languages. It's very, very interesting. But it, but it excites me. You, it's, you consult in different languages? Well, I only speak uh, English and, and Italian. Okay. But, I, but I work with people in, you know, 30 other countries. So, yeah. you know, I hear you have to actually understand the, intuit what they're saying sometimes oh, because their English isn't as, as you know, fluid. Yeah. That's it's interesting. Fun. I, I, the, oh, my only experience similar to that was working with, uh, uh, three, uh, let's see, three business owners, two of them only spoke French 
and one who I believe was French Canadian. And so he, he spoke English and French and, and, you know, we have a limited amount of time to talk. And so we just try to get right through it. He translate, they'd give feedback. He translated back to me and we try to get hit, hit it right back. Um, and I think we even, I sent him audio recordings so that he could afterwards really make sure they understood everything, walk through everything, and then, uh, could, could, provide some feedback afterwards, but, uh, it's better now fun. with technology, but like when, when I started, it was pre cell phone, uh-huh. pre internet. And, um, I, I remember that I, um, at one, I think 2000, I went all over Europe and photographed each float center, huh. like interviewed each float center owner. Wow. And, and, um, then would move back to the United States and then, would call everybody regularly. My phone bills were like $600 a month because there was no cheap, <laughs> right. cheap, you know, there was a, like a, like a lot, da, 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 yeah, this thing that you had to like punch in to get like Seriously. calling card. And it was just like, ha. Ah. That's awesome. Why did you decide to do that? Well, I, I, initially, I mean, initially I, um, I was living in Europe as mm-hmm. a, as a dancer. I was working mm-hmm. the operas, uh, dancing, choreographing, and teaching. And everywhere I went, I couldn't have everyone come over to my house. So I introduced floating, and then float centers would open up all over wherever I danced, wherever I traveled. And so there were, like, all over Europe, and but all kinds of tanks. So um, I found that what was missing at that time was um, the manufacturers uh, were like wrapped up in their world. And then the float center owners had all these other necessities. And there wasn't a bridge, like a, a communica- an open oh. communication channel, someone mm-hmm. to help the customers. Like they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know how to do the build out. They didn't even know how to create like um, the right orientation or the right mm-hmm. maintenance program or mm-hmm. procedures or anything. And so, but I would be the person who actually got the customer what they wanted if it wasn't working or something. And I was constantly in communication with float centers and manufacturers all around mm. the world. So wow. that's what I, that's why I started a consulting company in um, 95. Wow. Damn. Cool. <laughs> it's been a minute, huh? Yeah. Uh, I want to start talking about the FTA. That seems like a good segue to, to start talking about it. But first, I do want to thank our newest sponsor, Escape Pod, Jeremy Warner, making those escape pods that are focused on the sensory deprivation experience itself. And they're they're designed for float centers, big or small. It, I mean, you could be a real bootstrap business uh, starting at $8,900, these float tanks are. Uh, to, to bigger float centers, uh, more spacious float tanks, the Earth, the Affiliate. Uh, these are some bigger, pretty funky tanks. I think it's okay to use the word funky. I think he uses that term describing his tanks. They're cool and they've got style. Uh, they, one of them has the dome around the, uh, the entrance, uh, the door to it that just absolutely makes that thing pop. And it's funny, you talk about the sensory deprivation or the float experience, but Jeremy's tanks are talked about because they're just so, uh, aesthetically different. And, and again, I'll use the word funky, uh, escape pod tank.com is where you want to go to check out his float tanks and um, let him know that we sent you, of course, let him know that uh, this sponsorship works. And uh, also just something else that I want to bring up. And I, I think I'll bring it up every time because it's so damn important and we wouldn't go into uh, business with somebody where this wasn't true. 
But uh, customer service, Jeremy's responsiveness is absolutely a 10 out of 10. Um, every time that I've worked with him, uh, we don't own an escape pod float tank, but I've had to contact him for clients. He's responded within minutes at crazy hours. And I know Amy has shared some stories as well of times when really he should be sleeping. It doesn't make sense <laughs> that he's responding. Uh, but he, he's right back to getting information and has all the information ready to go. So Jeremy is really amazing like that. And his team really knocks it out of the park. So again, escapepodtank.com is where you want to go. Check out the tanks. Make sure they're a good fit for you. And I guarantee that the business itself is, is a great fit. I don't think it gets much better than that. Um, wow, that's really good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, so I want to talk about the FTA, but you, there's news about Samadhi. Do you want to do you want to share those news as well? Uh, that news. Well, I'd like I'd like Samadhi to come on the show. Okay. Um, but I know that Samadhi wants to do wants to get into training and yeah. uh, writing uh, writing books and mm-hmm. um, doing other things at this point in their life. Yeah. Um, they've been involved in business for 47 years and, um, that's a long time. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they have uh, other things to offer at this point mm-hmm. than, than sitting in a shop. Mm. Um, so, um, and I'm sure they'd be really thrilled to come on the, sh- on your show. They love it. Cool. So. Awesome. Uh, listen, they can be on every week if they want to be on every week. Absolutely. I think everybody enjoys hearing them. And I, I love that that's where their heads are at. Like, first of all, a book. Yes, please. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I would absolutely read that. I think everybody in the float community would love to read that um, and, and just hear their stories. Uh, I mean, that's part of why we go to these float conferences is just to hear their stories. Right. It's always such a treat to have them up on stage. Um, they're, although They're so, like family. They are family. But but yeah. I, at the same for me, they are my family. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, they're the most amazing people. Yeah. Uh, even for me, they, they blow oh, my mind. Oh man. Yeah. Mm. I want to know how they can have the adorable interaction they have on stage in a, in book form that that's one thing they're going to have to figure out. <laughs> oh, they can do it. Yeah. I they have it. it all the time. Um, uh, mm. uh, yeah, actually that's funny. Even setting up for the podcast, they have adorable interactions. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. I mean, I wouldn't call it adorable, but uh, it might seem adorable <laughs> to you. From this podcaster's <laughs> perspective. Uh, so also um, the uh, the idea of um, their take on giving intros and, and all those procedures, I think that's a really cool idea too. I, I, I really like that. I'm excited. I learned, whole... I learned from them. I worked yeah. at their center for, for a year. The first, oh, yeah? The first year. I was 18. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. It's just so wild to me that like we think of this renaissance with the float industry and that this entire time they've been in operation since mm-hmm. the inception. It just just blows my mind. Um, okay, FTA. That's right. You're here to talk about the FTA. Uh, well, well. So I I just I think like the um, what what's happened over over the course of time. Yeah. You know, in the float industry, uh-huh. um, there's like layers and and things that have happened that that. Uh, like background and foreground and um, science, like there were there were a bunch of researchers that were really into um, floating uh-huh. in the eighties and nineties up into ninety five, like and Tom then it, Fine. yeah, and mm. the, uh, Canadians and mm. Americans, uh, and maybe one Swede, but then it moved basically just to Sweden, mm. and uh, there was a research study coming out every year. 
now I, I feel really hopeful that, that the trend, um, the need in our country, the need for, for antidotes for uh-huh. a different form of, of health is so yeah. needed. Um, so I think the time has come now. You know, it's been so exciting to see Dr. Feinstein's research, and, and he, he's been published, which is yeah, so awesome. He's There's very good at that. such good material in there. Um, but at the same time, he's been the sole person doing research. And um, is it exciting to you to see more people doing research, flow yeah. research? And do I you think want... we need, he needs help. Yeah, I mean, no kidding, right? You know, I mean, he's got, uh, you know, 10 full-time jobs already. <laughs> You know, so any t- anything good we thing can he doesn't do, sleep. <laughs> any yeah, he floats. Anything yeah. he can do, anything he can do that we can do to help him, that right. would be great. I mean, I think I think we want to get universities. There's hmm. really um, interested need and interested people um, and university grants that we need to take advantage of. Hmm. That that's will cool. end up helping everyone. So that's what we want to do. I, I like that little teaser there. That's cool. Um, so, so you want to know uh, for for the uh, people out there that have never heard of FPA? Let, let's say that they just discovered floating. They they or maybe not just discovered floating, but they just decided they want to start a float center. This is the first podcast they they landed on uh, about the FTA. What what is the FTA? Well, welcome. If you just <laughs> happen to find us at this moment in time and you want to start a business, I'll uh, usually. Um, People have all kinds of questions, and nowadays there's so many different uh, models, different brands of tanks. Um, it usually starts with what you can afford, and and usually you do want to you want to cal- make um, take notes and and really figure out can you really do this? You know, like not start into a project without like really analyzing it all out. So sometimes that takes talking to people, it takes studying. It, it takes, uh, everybody's a little different, so it really changes, like, how you, how you approach it. But so FTA, what does FTA uh, do? So we, we're the um, Industry Trade Organ- uh, um, Association. We're a nonprofit. We make, um, uh, we support ourselves by membership only, and we, we create float standards, and the float standards are what health departments, NSF, CDC, point towards our float standards so that health departments igno- uh, follow it. I don't know if I'm being totally clear, but the float standards teach people how to run their center. Well, And, and we've got time to, to deep dive into it, so don't worry about okay. getting everything okay. out right, right here. Um, but... So you, you talked about it being a nonprofit, and you said we. Who is we? Who is the okay, FTA? Okay, so the FTA's been changing, you know, it's since its inception in 1981, right? Like John Lilly was on the board. Oh, wow. With Glenn and Lee and Tom Fine and Richard Bonk and John Turner. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so those were the people on the board back then. Um, now Glenn and Lee are still on the board. Um, we have uh, Jake and Kevin from Float STL. We have Kevin and Carol from Zero Gravity Float. Mm-hmm. We have Glenn and Lee from Samadhi Tank Company. Uh, uh, Kevin uh, from uh, uh, Carol uh, J- Johnson. Uh, yes. Just to get some last names out there, too. I think some people don't yes. know by just first name. Yes. Uh, and, and then who are the next two? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Glenn and Lee from Samadhi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, Stephen Johnson 
and uh, Lori Arroyo and Tashana Liebner. That's you. Who is that last name? The second to last name, excuse me. Lori Arroyo. Who she's, is that? She's um, a very close family member. Okay, cool. Uh, so um, Glenn and Lee have been carrying this torch through mm-hmm. this amount of time, right? And so the there's this evolving... Uh, group of people who who want to contribute to the industry who sign up for the FTA. You guys meet. Is it is it weekly or every every Thursday at four thirty? Wow, that's a commitment. Six. It's either four thirty to five thirty or four thirty to six every every Thursday. I hope it pays well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not it, yet. It, yeah. <laughs> is it volunteer driven? I mean, all these people are volunteering their time to support oh, yeah. the FTA, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, and so what, what does that look like when you guys are getting together each week? What is, what are the projects you guys are working okay. on? Okay. So, so, um, we spent about eight months working on, um, the CMAC, um, c- float tank code language mm-hmm. that the CDC, um, uh, sponsored. So there's the council for model aquatic health code and they wanted to, um, create float language instead yeah. of pool and spa language. Right. So this is a big deal. Like this is yes, kind of a it took a the wind out of us. Deal. Yeah, I bet it did. I bet it did. So I It's um, a year and a half now, I want but it some was perspective. like every you know, we were working on it like full time. But even before you started working on it full time, we like were, how did it come to be? Because I remember at the float conference um, oh, 2 years ago at two or three years ago. I mean, just like the That was water... NSF. Yes, but I think that spawned some raised awareness within the community that, hey, this stuff is actually coming down the pike here. We need to, I guess- I Totally. Guess like, to get your, so, get your so shit together. So NSF, right? um, it was- inter- uh, uh, The float inter- inter- uh, industry got introduced to NSF by crash. Uh-huh, right. And then Ashcon got involved. Mm-hmm. And um, then we had meetings every uh, two hours, every two weeks. Yeah, I showed up to a few of those, man. Yeah, Oof, it was, boy. it took a lot, wow. a lot of energy. Um, and after two and a half oh, and, years. And, and can you say who, who was hosting these meetings? I mean, what were these meetings and specifically Rich, about? Rich Martin. Mm-hmm. So, so, and who is the, sorry, I, I realize we should back up a little bit here. Okay, who is okay. the NSF? Do you mind sharing who the NSF uh, is? God, National Science uh, Foundation? I'm not sure, actually. Actually, it's gosh, not, it, I, I thought I knew, and now I'm not sure either. It, it's, yeah, it's you're a, right, National Science Foundation. Um, they, they, um, they're interesting. They're, they're <laughs> like UL, right? In this country, we right. have UL, and in Europe, it's CE approval they're like how you get certified electrical and safety standards right you're with me i'm with you okay so nsf um all pool like pools and spas they're into plastics a lot like if you get um if you look on a knife handle and it's made out of plastic there'll be a little round circle with nsf it's amazing if you start looking for it how frequently so like on pumps um (laughs) on, on just Lots of things. Okay, so so um, they were interested in in um, creating like fl- a float language. Um, 
Yeah, I, I might be able to help out with this a little okay, bit. Good. Like, you, you said UL, <laughs> so like the government might not say electricity uh, plugins need to be regulated, but the NSF can say for the better interest of people, like just in your homes, there should be some kind of regulation. So we're going to create this language to say you can be uh, NSF or UL in this case certified. That means but, you meet these safety regulations so that then it's, uh, you know, as, as a, um, um, when you're spending money on a plug and it says UL, you know, it meets this particular safety requirement. Well, and you then, want that. You want that if it's a plug, right? Or, right. I mean, you want it to, you know, to be grounded. Right. I mean, you can't buy anything that's not UL or CE. National Sanitation Foundation, I believe, is actually. Okay, yes, I think yes. we got it wrong. So, yeah. so, so they, they basically run tests, but they didn't know what test to run. Right. So that's why we were, FTA was involved. So FTA created a sanitation committee uh, in 2000. I started it in 2012. And we, we were active for five years. Okay, like nobody knew about us, but but we created the float standards that that NSF points towards, which is a big deal. Yeah, because they're the ones who now accept hydrogen peroxide. You know, so it's been an educational process and and a lot, a lot of just hanging in there and 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 listening and and understanding what they're trying to do and also what we really want to do. Really advocating for the. The float yeah. tanks themselves and the yeah, and we don't want to get owners. away with stuff. It's not we're right. we're interested in self-regulation because we really are are perfectionists because mm-hmm. we really dig down and try to figure out what you're supposed to do to make it clean. You know, mm-hmm. we're not trying to be slobs. You know, it it doesn't work that way. It's got to be and, seamless. And and I I want to. Um... Just kind of put a little wedge in here real quick and, and talk about NSF standards. They, they can become like cities, states and governments can or I should just say governments can use the, their language to put into codes uh, so that that is what a float center may be required to use is NSF certified flotation equipment or NSF certified float tanks themselves. Um, so it, it's not just, hey, look, I'm NSF certified customers. Like, look, I'm, I'm legit. And they are supposed to recognize that brand, which probably wouldn't happen. But NSF is a huge business. They, these guys, as far it's as I'm expensive. aware. <laughs> yeah, well, we can get it's into like 40, that It's like 40000 a pop. Yeah, so it, uh, well, yeah, let, let's get into that. <laughs> we can get but, into but that in a minute. Like, I, I think um, that what the FTA really will do in the future, mm-hmm. if we can get everybody's support, mm-hmm. is that we are going to be, we're going to certify float centers because we don't mm-hmm. want a third party certifier like NSF or CDC mm-hmm. to be the one creating regulations on how you operate inside your float center, not yeah. just the equipment. And that's what we see is on the to their to-do list because we understand these 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 processes and 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 it's because it's on the horizon. I mean, mo- float tanks are becoming uh, the number of float tank centers are are it's going up and up. Uh, it's getting more and more recognition from the cities and from the states of oh, we actually need to pay attention to this. Like you know, one pops up and you, and you forget about it. You never think it out about it again. But they keep popping up, and then you start going oh wow, there might be some liability issues here. We yeah, need to pay attention. Yeah, it's all about um, risk. And right. Risk exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so as that's happening, um, they're going to start saying, 
where do I look for resources to know how the heck we make sure these guys are safe? Or we just say no, or we just say they're a pool and you follow those regulations. I mean, well, it's they just do want to make it shoot. simple for themselves. Yeah, yeah, generally, I think that's generally. There are a few outliers, some some good people I mean, out there who want to do the research. And I don't that, blame but, them. I mean, if you right, have a yeah. lot of people who are just, you know, throwing stuff at you, I need this, I need yep. this, I got to get this done, you know, and you have 100 calls a day. Yeah. I mean, they're the, going to just pick and choose. And so it is like an in, on an individual basis what they decide should work for you. And so and if, everybody's if responsibility turn, is is... And what we all have to teach or in a position to in this industry is teach, teach health department officials to help, help them help you. And it's just right. a different approach. They can turn to the NSF and say, hey, what, you guys have some writing on this. How should a float center operate? And just go, oh, okay, cool. That's what, how you do it. Mm -mm. Uh, which not ideally. is not ideal. And, and it's something I've learned is that the NSF, like, needs money <laughs> needs to make money and 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 people who are willing to spend the money get the um the maybe you get the stamp yeah i don't i don't want to go well, too it is. far it but, is it's a certification yeah. it's a stamp but it doesn't mean that they're centered they're doing what's right hmm. because human error is human error and so we've been really lucky there's about a million people who float a year like talk about risk there's very little risk mm. in floating, mm -hmm. but still you want, you want to know how much hydrogen peroxide to put in your tank. Right. Right. You, you, you know, some people I, I see, you know, online, like a gallon, you know, or like, <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. You know, like you, there are, there are protocols and right. you want to create a, a system that works for you steps that you can get into and you feel comfort, you know, you're doing the right thing. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So basically with the, I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think the FTA is, is the next step. So working with the NSF to create those regulations, but also to go, here are FTA regulations or, uh, sorry, not regulations, um, guidelines, procedures uh -huh. that uh, float center recommendations, can follow, uh, float tank manufacturers can follow. And then when a city or a state is looking to perhaps regulate, they can go, oh, this is a voice this from is the okay. community. This is okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they've clearly done their research. We can cookie cutter, just put that into our language. And if it has a high adoption rate elsewhere, that's probably more likely to be picked up in other places too. Um, so Well, we've been really fortunate to have an amazing health department official on our team as, a, as an advisor. Um, Jason McDonald, uh -huh. he's, he um, really supports the FTA and, awesome. and helps people who are just getting into the business. I set up a conversation, mm. uh, a call, um, and we go through the steps for what, what the health department is looking for, what type of permits they're going to be looking for. So from the beginning, instead of people just going off on their own or asking other people, because every city, state, and county is different. Right, you know, right. that's, there's no organization, oh, like huge master plan here, yep. you know, especially in the United States. So, um, <laughs> you know, we need help sometimes to figure out how to speak their language. And so that's been really an asset. And oh, as man, well, that's fantastic. Uh, other people on the FTA board, there's, there's people who are really um, 
efficient and 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 um, specialist in certain areas. So all new members get to choose like an hour a month who they need help from, and we give that help. Huh. So it's almost like FTA consulting. Yes. With with yeah. and you can choose your expert basically. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Nice. Interesting. Um, wow, we went on a really uh, interesting tangent there with, with uh, NSF and certification and all that. And, and it's super important. And actually, I think it's really so I am one of those people who goes, I don't know what the FTA does. Like, I just, mm-hmm. just straight up, I don't know what the FTA is doing. And um, that actually really helps me look at the past few years and go, oh, they're why that's right. They're on a phone call with the NSF every week. Those calls that were so painful that I, I couldn't sit through them every week. Um, they are there every single week working on those and really advocating for the community, by the way. Um, I've, I've been, I'll say heated conversations. It's, it's never gets ugly, but it, there's some, some real there were, passionate. <laughs> okay. There were some, I'll let you say that part. There were some really heated uh, conversations for well, it a couple of months. Sometimes it's ridiculous. On, oh. on and it makes point... me feel so sad when when you say like, "What does the FTA do?" Oh, you know, yeah. like I feel really sad <laughs> because yeah. I feel like like we really are holding it together. And mm-hmm. maybe it's not visible, but when when that one person or the five people or a hundred people get to that critical moment and they need help, boom, we're there, mm-hmm. you know? And so then they're like, oh, oh, darn. <laughs> I want to say something else, yeah. you know? Oh, oh, we, yeah. we need to pay our membership, you know? Oh, funny, right. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, you know, we're really bad about social media. I know that, you know, we need yeah. you, Dylan. We need people like you. I don't even yeah. know what Instagram is. <laughs> you don't need me. <laughs> you, you need an 18 year old, I think is what you need. Uh, but, but, uh, no, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. And, and as somebody who has two businesses who has to interact on social media, believe me, I understand, um, the, the cost to do that when I, I'm not, I don't, I don't like taking selfies, you know, like I, and, and I'm not saying that's what the key to social media is selfies, but like, I'm not gravitated towards social media. So for me, it is effort and it is work and to actually make it engaging, uh, is, is the, the biggest challenge, but, um, it's taken me seven years to take a selfie. <laughs> I want to see a selfie from the FTA social media this week. Can you do oh, it <laughs> from everyone together? I, I have to put, we have to use this method then to have our, our, um, our conference call. Um, actually that's a good idea. I, yeah. I love using zoom, but I'll, I'll take a Shoshana selfie. Um, so, okay. So I, Man, we're tangenting hard tonight. That's okay. We'll we'll get through everything I want to ask about and okay. all that. But okay. but you're talking about like letting people know what's going on, and um, I think um, I think that's true for the Float Collective, the formerly Canadian Float Collective. Um, I haven't really seen an update from them in, in quite some time, and um, I'm not sure the last time I saw an FTA update either. And well, we I, we ended at like January on uh, sending out a, a monthly newsletter because. Uh-huh. What happened with the CDC, CMAC blew us. Like it, oh, yeah. it really knocked us and the wind out of us mm-hmm. at the end. So that's why, you know, we, we've been hard at it, but it's just, it's like we're um, trying to reassess where we can best um, help the industry at this point. Got it. Got it. Okay. Back to the, back to the, 
social media and marketing, email, all that stuff. Like part of me, and I've, we've, we've talked to this as an, an original thought here, but like, I think you need an intern or to pay somebody minimum wage who just sits on, okay, maybe a little bit over minimum wage, but sits in on your meetings, takes notes and puts it out to okay. whether it's monthly or weekly social media or email or all of the above puts it out there to the community of what's going on. And if I don't care about the FTA and I'm just self-involved with my float center, that's my choice. But if I want to know, or if it comes up in conversation, somebody can ha- can be armed with the information of, bro, you should be paying your dues. Look at what they're doing. I can tell you what they're doing because right now I could be an advocate for the FTA, but I can't tell you what they do. I mean, we're having uh-huh. a conversation right now, mm-hmm. so obviously. Well, I, I have... really appreciate what you're saying. Cool, thanks. Really, because uh, I but... mean, I it's hard to to be to see every point of view at the same time. Sure. Um, I, I, um, I want to talk about dues, but um, I, I could shoot a hole in my own argument of just like, I don't know that you could get an intern or that you could pay somebody. I don't know where the FTA money goes in the there's first no place. There's no money. Well, there's membership dues. Yeah, but I, we have uh, maybe 45 members. Okay. Nobody, I mean, pays, nobody pays membership. Well, 45 isn't a terrible number. I mean, out of the number of float centers yeah. that exist, I don't think 45 is terrible. Per, I mean, personally, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not well, the one also, running the FDA. We're also changing <laughs> our, our, our rates. Um, okay. We're, we're doing, uh, we started at the RISE conference, which was really great. So. Yeah, agreed. Thanks you. <laughs> uh, thank you, yeah, uh, thank Kevin you. and Jake. Yeah, and thanks. you. And everybody who, and who actually participated in, yeah. in the in the conference it was really really great it was so cool so we're we changed our membership and we have a it's 200 dollars for float centers period no matter how many oh. tanks you have uh-huh. and it's 350 for manufacturers and that's it and in addition for mm-hmm. supporting our our efforts to conduct careful inquiry into best science your first membership includes a one hour per month personalized coaching session with an expert in your field of interest to help mm-hmm. you achieve your best float business Nice. Cool. Uh, can people make monthly payments or several payments throughout the year? Is that set up? Um, it's not set up, but we, if people need to do that, I'm sure we can figure it out. As a float center owner, I can tell you people need that. <laughs> yeah. Totally that could fine. be broken down into 12 easy payments. Yeah. That, that would be the ideal. Um, from I'll, I'll just speak as this one float center owner, but, uh, um, so where does the money go? What, what does it fund? What does it fund? It yeah, funds, if there um, are 45 people. It, it funds um, paying for uh, going to conferences, the flight and the mm-hmm. hotel. Mm-hmm. And it pays for um, basic uh, promo and internet and, uh, and basically lives in the bank, the money. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, we don't spend the money unless we really have to. So it's been sitting, sitting in the bank for a long time. So if you want more people signing up, and, and I, I do understand like two, $200, I mean, I guess it's been a different amount in the past, but let's say $200 times 45, that, that doesn't add up to much, uh, something like $9,000 probably, uh, 10000 something like that. Um, so like over the course of a year for an organization to be dealing with that kind of money isn't a, isn't a huge amount. Um, what kind of money would you like where you'd feel like you had success excuse me feel like the fta had success and where would that money go to benefit the industry well what i what i am 
thinking about or looking at is, let's just say uh, if there's 450 centers in the world right now, and let's just say in the next year, that's doubled. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but let's just say there's another 300 in the United States. Okay. The, the potential of something going mm. wrong mm -hmm. could end up affecting everyone. Mm -hmm. And so my concern is to be able to create a support system where people know what they're doing, where people can get the information. So it's going to take resources. It's going to take more people, people getting paid, people mm -hmm. handling certain things, getting research underway. Mm -hmm. That can takes money. It can takes... you tell me more about that? Well, we, we want to um, support what's going, what's moving forward, what, what Justin Feinstein's already done, you know, creating an opportunity that we have in all our float centers in participating with, with uh, data collection of some sort. And so it's going to take funds. Um, I'm, I'd like to get paid occasionally, you know. Um, <laughs> I want, I want a, a unified um, group. I want to work with co-workers. I don't mm. want to have to say, hey, the FDA is great, and, I, and why don't you like it? You know, like, what did I not do for you? <laughs> you know, right. I, I think we're missing something so special about floating and how to work together with floating. And that hasn't really happened yet. There's these huge, beautiful events, um, but like everybody, you know, has to do all this stuff. There's so many things that as a group we could do. And that's what I'm interested in as being a part of the FDA. Got it. So cool. I don't know how much money that is. It doesn't yeah. really have to be a ton of, it's not the money. It's the ability to be able to stand up and not get slaughtered in the future by, by the, you know, the drug companies or the medical industry or, you know, health departments, you know, I, I don't know. I, we have to just come together as a group under one roof. That's what I think. Well, let me ask you a question and, and this, you might not have an answer for this necessarily. I'm curious what your perspective is on this, which is when you say have a voice, does how does the float community in general have a voice through the FTA? Because I, I know that there are, there's Glenn and Lee who have been there from, from the beginning, and then there's a revolving cast of people um, who are on the board. And then how does the rest of the industry f feel uh, like their voice is being heard? Or maybe I shouldn't say feel, how is their voice heard through the FTA? Well, that's a really good question. To me, the voice of the FTA would be uh, communicating the culture, communicating mm. um, the benefits, more creating the right, the, through best practices, the right environment so that everyone um, strengthens each other. I mean, people's voice, people should come to us. We're open. Mm -hmm. We're here for you. And um, we're not a separate group. We feel like mm -hmm. we're, we're like completely fluid. Like mm -hmm. we don't have any boundaries. So maybe <laughs> that's why we're not that great. I don't know. You know, like I don't, um, I think it's, it's all in the future waiting 
to happen? I don't know. I don't know maybe how to answer your question. That's okay. Yeah. No, I think you said great things. I, that I was a kind of ambiguous question and that, that's fine. Um, one thing in that vein, I'm, I'm curious is, are the meetings open for anybody to join or is it just members of the board? Can anybody join? I, if I mean, someone like just wants join to come, mm-hmm. they, they have to ask. I okay. think we want to do, I mean, initially we had um, people always on the call, I think for like a year. Um, oh, we had four or five people who always wanted to be on the call. We, we need to have some structure uh-huh. where we, yeah. we can <laughs> dig in and, and, and say, you know, what's not working, what we don't like, you know, uh, try to work on stuff. So, so there should be some, there are supposed to be some closed meetings and yes, uh-huh. group meetings. And I think we can, we can offer, I mean, we need one closed meeting a month and of course we can oh. have open meetings. I'm, I'm not even saying you need to do that, to be honest. And by all means, I understand too many cooks in the kitchen. I've, I've learned that lesson many times. I'm, I'm just curious. That's all. Um, I'm not saying that that's something you, you need or even should, should do. Um, I think we should make it a point, though. I think you're mm-hmm. perfectly right. We need to make it a point to have like communal uh, group meetings. Well, you know, something else, I mean, now that we're brainstorming, um, it, it, even if it wasn't um, the ability to join or even even listen in, um, you sent an email out, the FTA sent an email out, was it almost a year ago now or was it more? I, I had a daughter, so all sense of time has completely gone out the window. The I, survey, you mean? The survey, yeah. The question. Yeah, that was that, after, after, we sent that out in September of 2017. Oh, okay, okay. So, so not that long ago. Um, what kind, what did you learn from that? And did it start any kind of cycle of, Oh yeah. Did, did we things worked come back where you want to ask more questions and come back? Um, Probably I'd like to show that I show that with you, uh, share that with you again, and maybe you and I could come up with something. Okay. I mean, I, yes, we were, we talked about all that stuff for a long time and worked on certain aspects that we discovered through that survey. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I, and I'm not sure um, th- uh, what to do now with that. Got it. Sure. <laughs> but maybe Got we it. could have a, a, a um, FTA board meeting on, on, the, on Art of the Float. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm open for that. That'd be cool. Get the whole... Okay, cool. Um, bonus episode. I like it. I... Um, you mostly I just want to ask questions and bounce ideas and stuff like that. But I'm going to just go ahead and voice one opinion here, which is that I really do believe that if you've voiced and advocated for yourselves more publicly of what you were doing, I think the community would see your value more. Um, and I think, um, I think, I think you guys see the FTA sees the community as having view viewing the FTA as having low value. Um, and I think there can be truth to that. Um, I don't think it's universally true. And I don't think that you guys think it's universally true either, but I also think that there's been a little bit of giving up on like this industry doesn't want to put in money for a a centralized nonprofit organization that's going to help support it. And I completely unequivocally disagree with that concept. If it's I, true, I I'm putting words you. in your mouth. Okay. I so I'm, I am putting you. words in your mouth. But are, there are I, other people on the board that believe that. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't. Um, I, I completely disagree with that. I think it is simply about finding a different way to make it happen. Um, I agree. And cool. I, and that's why I'm here. 
because oh, nice. I really <laughs> don't know. And I, and I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm trying, I'm doing my best and yeah. I'm, I really don't know how to bridge to like leap. I want to yeah. leap. And you, you were know? talking about like wanting coworkers and yeah. like, I see you wearing this hat and this hat and this hat and that hat that burns me the F out. Right. Like, yeah, then I, I get my, really tired. It, it sucks. And certain <laughs> things fill you up and certain things it's good to have in balance yeah. and other are just tedious work or like the social media just doesn't vibe with you. And that's difficult. Like I did the effort. Now I have to tell people and I, I brag I about it or whatever. Like what the I know, hell is I that? I feel like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but by all means I can relate with that. So <laughs> stinking well. Um, Let's see here with yeah, uh, Shoshana, <laughs> I can relate with you so well. Um, with that being said, I was thinking about I, I'm when you happy said, to hear that because you seem so <laughs> like it's so easy for you to, huh? to communicate. What? <laughs> really? What, what seems easy? Um, no, I, I do things that I enjoy by all means. But uh, but that also is why I think Art of the Float social media could be better. Right. Like I think we could use an intern helping us with our social media and talking about what we're doing, too. Like that's all. It's, um, but, but, but then, um, everybody's improving, right? Whether it's a personal mm-hmm. an organization, we, we all have room to improve, of course. So that, that's all out there. Um, but, uh, shoot, what did I want to say? Oh, when you were talking about coworkers, I thought, uh, co-conspirators. That, that's who <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm going to use <clears throat> coworker. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, well, that's the intern or that's the, the, the kid. Okay. That's maybe not the coworker you want to be working with is this 18 year old. No, I, but, I'm uh, fine with 18 year old. <laughs> I was but, great at 18. Oh, uh, that's what, right. And, and exactly. It's like, there are rock stars out there that you can find that know all this shit. There's just dumb stuff. There's Twitter and Instagram. Oh God, like 13 year olds. Instagram has messaging. I just learned that just a few weeks ago that has messaging in it. I didn't I know. know idea. I had all these, I never Brian's looked. been telling me, sending me <laughs> these comics and memes. I had no idea. I just found them all. And then do I respond? It's nine weeks old. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I'm digressing. Um, what I, what I mean to say is there could be somebody else who's taking that load and, and, and then there's the, the idea of, well, we only have limited resources. Like, do we actually put money towards that? I don't know. That's obviously up for you guys to figure out and everything. But, um, I just feel like, um, I'll go back to my jujitsu background, uh, just martial arts of like, if you're working really hard to get a position or to tap somebody out guarantee you there is an easier way. And if you put your attention somewhere else, you can wrap them up differently or you can (laughs) choke them out or what have you. Please don't choke out the industry. But I I think you understand my analogy here, which is just that when you're struggling, there's nearly 100% of the time, there's just an easier way that you can breathe, you can be easy and you can get there. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh man, life could just be like this. Um, And and I'm talking as if I know something, but but really- no, I'm, I, but, you I, know, I don't have the answer. But, you know, it's hard to step into it sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, it's, it's easy to just be like, hey, here are ideas, but the, the implementation is the difficult part. And, um, and I'm open for it. I'll turn around and embrace it. <laughs> well, and, and I'm curious because, I mean, I've seen, I've seen the FTA's public image struggle over the years, and I, I saw Ooh. the survey come out and, and the feedback, uh, and, and then I... Saw some some turnaround, some you know more. Basically, the majority of people um, on the survey were interested in us doing research in working oh, with sure. sanitation, mm-hmm. and there were only a few people um, out of the whole community that felt like it. We shouldn't be, uh, you know, in existence, you know, or didn't oh, think we huh. did got anything done. Only like two or three people cool. Good. that Good. actually 
participated. So right, right, um, right. <laughs> it right. was it was good. I mean, it it was it seemed straightforward, uh, honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we hear how upset and angry, you know, mm. people were at that flow conference. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. At the same time, we understand. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the um, little another slight tangent or analogy. Uh, there's a business called Salt and Straw. Some some listeners will know who they are because um, I think they're based out of Portland here, and um, they were on Oprah. They've become big. They have locations all over now. They're kind of a a must-see destination during the summertime. They just have a, a line around the block. It's ridiculous. What uh, is it's it? An ice, it's an ice cream shop. It's oh, just really? ice cream. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and it is good. It's good, but it's line around the block business, uh, which is especially in the heat, unbelievable. Um, the owner uh, was given a speech um, at a small business group and said the biggest check she writes is towards her uh, PR firm, towards marketing, her, her marketing company. And she says it's the hardest check to write, but it also is the most important one that she writes. And that's always it kind of shook me and cause I always think, you know, if you just create the product, the people will come. Right. And it's like, that's naive. You have to have the product. I mean, you have to have the widget that works perfectly and you have to be able to sell it. And I think well, if you look, we, at, we had Ashcon and Graham uh, on the board for a while. Uh-huh. And that was my, my fantasy that they were, <laughs> that they were going to be able to have time, which they didn't oh. to be that, to, to be that voice for the FTA. Interesting. Uh, I, I do have fantasy. I, I still fantasize about things. <laughs> like I can see what's, what people are good at, of course, like you, yeah. um, right, and right, right, what's right. needed, <laughs> right? It's yeah. just sometimes putting the pieces together and also just uh, at the right time, things do manifest, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when there is a necessity, it's going to be the right time. So, you know, um, it's okay that we struggle. We're, we're learning and we, we have a lot to give. Cool. And, and I, I think we have just gone on pretty, pretty wild tangents here, but, um, so you talked about, so certain things I wanted to ask you was like, what does the FTA, what does the FTA do for me? Like, what does it do for Dylan calm? If I give you my money, what am I getting? And, and you did talk about like the sign up, what, what you get, but what do I get? Well, if, if, <laughs> for instance, if you, if um, the state of Oregon decided to uh, mandate uh, $9,000 uh, UV or ozone with sensors in every float room, would you be able to stay in business? Right. Yes or no? <laughs> uh, we'll find a way. <laughs> okay, well, the, the price would roll over somehow to the people who float. Right? Interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we don't want. Mm-hmm. We're interested in not just you, but in everyone. Yeah. I think that, I think and that's, so a really that's good why point. it's hard to, why do um, I pay my dues? Yeah. You pay to be a part of the world of floating and the world of floating is, is making it global. Man, I want a new survey that says, this is what we've done. Can we take, uh, $200 breaking down into 12 payments 
and this is what we're working on. Would that be worth it to you? And I want to see how many people say yes versus no on that one. I'd just be okay. curious. This has been an incredibly enlightening conversation. Just to, to be quite frank with you, I, I just didn't know most of this information or like any of it. Well, thank you. And, and uh, Really? It's uh, very interesting to me. And I, what I do know is that the people behind the scenes are, uh, excuse me, at the FTA are super motivated people. Um, but I also understand you know, when nobody's getting paid, it becomes a particular priority to most people, which is, you know, usually not number one, two, or even three, like it, it goes down there in priority. Um, well, and... I'm the only one I've gotten like my, my, uh, flights paid and my hotel room. Oh, sure. Uh, no, that's, that's, I'm the I'm... only one who's gotten well, that because well, no, the other what... people get paid to go to these right. uh, <laughs> things. They get their flight and their hotel paid. I just, that's the only thing. No, what I'm just saying is I, I understand that when it's a volunteer gig, it's not the number one priority on... on oh, it's my in, number one priority, though. It, but it Constantly. is yours, yeah. Um, but I also understand that the people in the background of the FTA are incredibly passionate about this and are putting in more than just fifth oh, or fourth yeah. priority. It's kind of Well, they feel it's amazing. essential at this point. Yeah, they, it's more than membership dues for them. Like, they're putting in their time and attention dues and their yeah. expertise that they've had. Um, they feel like without it, they're, they're so, they're like, with more growth, things can go crazy. Uh -huh, so right. they're, they're trying to uh, create a core, a stability mm -hmm. together so that we can, we can have uh, more strength. So that's, cool. that's why, I think. That's uh, cool. I appreciate that. Um, is there anything that I haven't covered? I think you've done great. Sure. <laughs> I think you've asked. I, I don't know if I've answered what you've asked, but uh, I, I, I feel uh, pretty good about what cool. we've covered. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, I had a few basic questions of things I wanted to understand. And honestly, things that I have a little bit of angst about, to be to be quite frank. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really surprised for things to roll out and it just be so just like, um, oh, I don't even need to have angst there. The effort mm -hmm. has been put in that space or this, they have done this. And, and it, oh, actually, uh, you know what? I'm going to, sorry, I know we're wrapping oh. up. But, but okay. one thing um, is um, if I make a payment just getting response back, um, receipts, things like that, to just know that. Well, we... see, before the, the, um, the, uh, we're, we're updating the site. So that's mm -hmm. not, that hasn't been, we have it, but it's not uploaded yet. And Understood. we're going to, <laughs> we're going to make it so, pe so there's a, a human interaction okay. because we don't oh, have cool. thousands of people. Yeah, and yeah. so, so I, I will give you a response immediately. I mean, Got there's going to, we're going to, Somebody else was running the site, uh, couldn't get into that. Like there were all these pieces that weren't matching up. So it's taken a long time um, to put it all together. Got it. So that's what I've been up to. But but I wanted to tell you what yes. uh, what another interesting thing that would be useful for the community to get involved with would be, um, and w this is a future thing. And I'm not. And we we're, we're going to need somebody who knows how to build. Um, uh, a useful program, and I think it's the the speaker um, that's coming to the float um, conference in August, um, Ray Bohr. But uh -huh. um, so put, putting all of our samples together, whenever we've either by if you have to learn about your water chemistry, uh. or or if health departments mandate it, 
both both are learning uh, a learning process. If we can accumulate all of that and build graphs that actually show what we're doing, yeah. I think that will be really beneficial to health departments. And I'd like to spearhead that project. Nice. Cool. I love it. Awesome. Um, my goodness. Uh, your website, is it www.flotation.org? Am I getting yes. that right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. And uh, it's, it's still uh, in the funky stage. Okay. Funky is good. Funky is good but here. But it's going to get really <laughs> funky later. <laughs> uh, uh, let's say somebody did want to sign up for a membership now. Uh, yeah, how would they do that? You can sign up online. Okay. At, at that website. Cool. Yes. Um, it's PayPal. Through PayPal. So most people don't, don't get to have this voice that I have here talking with you, representing the FTA. Can I ask for one thing um, going, going forward? And, and you can say no. But I would love at least for people paying dues, but also I think it'd be a good idea for people not paying dues, can they get, at l I would say, a monthly notification of what's been transpiring? Even if it's not a ton of progress, just how what is being worked on, is that, can yeah. that happen? Yeah, this... we, can, we can start uh, putting out the newsletter again. We just went through a shock. Yeah, understood, <laughs> understood. I, I think that would be so valuable for arming the community with information on what the FTA does so that when these conversations come up about what does the FTA do for me, um, ooh, that yeah. probably be the yeah. name of our episode. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> That'll be our, our television show. <laughs> Perfect, yes. So, so and also, um, my, my um, consulting company is Float Dreams, but people can reach me for either any kind of help um, for FTA, or float dreams at my phone number, which Wait. is 415-595-3326. We'll put that on the show notes page as well. And do you want to give out your email as well? Yeah. Shoshana, S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A at floatdreams.com. Perfect. Cool. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Um, how long have you been consulting for again? Since... Uh, <laughs> Really? I mean, it's kind of weird because I, I just love floating. Mm -hmm. So I just introduced it to people. I wasn't mm. um, trying to make money selling tanks or float spas or right. custom design. It would just be, I was into art. I was a dancer. Mm. So it just, it, it just kind of came together, you know? So I, I, I've had a company since uh, I opened an import export company in 92 in Europe. And I was oh. exporting from the United States uh, Samadhi tanks into uh -huh. Germany, Austria, and Italy. And then I started working with other tank manufacturers in England and um, helping them export them to the United States. So it just, you know, things just happened. So, yeah, I've been yeah. working at a long time. Cool. I, really, I was just trying to plug your, I, we your met that way. level Remember? of expertise. What's that? You and me met that way because you, you asked me for assistance when you first started your flood center. Oh my goodness. Oh, we were buying, it was um, purchasing our infinity tank or it wasn't yeah. an open tank at the time. We ended yeah. up tossing out all the, all the walls, but yeah, that's right. Oh wow. My gosh. We go way back Shoshana. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I've totally forgot about that. Awesome. Um, cool. I'll, I'll ask one more time. Is there anything else you want to share with the, the float? Community? So, so I, we'd love all of you to become members of the FTA 
And we'd love to be in a relationship with all of you, hmm. no matter if you're a member or not. So please contact us, get in touch with us, communicate with us. We'd really like to uh, get to know you. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, before we go here, I want to thank Floataway for sponsoring us. Floataway, these guys have been sponsoring us since the beginning. Gin, Ginny and Colin making uh, tranquility float around. All sorts of beautiful uh, float tanks, including the largest circular pool on the market. I believe it's still the largest pool on the market. Those two beautiful tanks they have at Liber. Sandra and I both got to float in both of Me those too. open and closed float tanks. That's great. Uh, literally the best floats I've ever had. It was so good. Um Yes, anyway, uh, I'm just going into floaty land there. Uh, you can check out all of their float tanks, including float cabins. They have, they have many different styles and, and um, different sizes that will fit in, in different float centers, depending on what you're looking for. Um, and different uh, additional things like starlights is, is something we have in our Tranquility float tank, and they can do that for their float arounds as well. All that good stuff. Anyway, floataway.com is where you want to go. Let them know that you uh, heard about them on the show. And um, yeah, let's see here. A few others. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. We just really appreciate you tuning in every single week. Uh, it means a lot to us, and hopefully we're uh, adding some value to to your guys' lives and running your float business. And thanks to everybody supporting us on Patreon. It really means the world to us. It's so fun that uh, Amy, Brian, and I actually bring home a, a little bit of money from doing this now. It, it, it's actually really cool. After after years, your support means that um, it, it you're truly supporting us uh, doing this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're also available for consulting. Outofthefloat.com forward slash consulting is where you want to go if you're interested. Uh, bookmarking Amazon means a couple, uh, our Amazon link on the website means a couple ducats come our way uh, if you purchase anything on Amazon. And thanks to Kim Hannon for taking our show notes every single week. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Kim. And I think that's about it. Thanks again, Shoshana. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a real treat. And, uh, Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody else, please do remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Bye.